your friends either. There are people I work with and our job is being popular. Maybe it's time to take a vacation. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. In this episode we are talking about the cult classic Heathers. Monica's offering to the table. Yep, let me just put on my red scrunchie. <laughs> of power. <laughs> um, what a weird movie! <laughs> like, it's a strange one. You know, yeah. in a in a in an era of you know, feel me goods, John Hughes. You get this cynical, <laughs> this cynical, dark, morbid take yeah. on what happens with um, clicks and the dangers of popularity, um, the parody of suicide, martyrdom, a whole bunch of really complicated kind of things, and also the comments on toxic relationships. Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, it's one of those early signs of what made the 90s. Um, it, yeah. It's the, sort of the, that that yeah. cynicism, the mm. dry-in-your-face uh, black humour, uh, all of that really comes to the fore in the early mid nineties, and Heather's was one of those flag bearing at the front mm. films that showed up. Because I remember seeing it when I was in high school and being actually quite shocked at yeah. how, how it was framed. Were, yeah. and, um, but you know, also really impressed because it. it turned everything on its head that we'd been watching through the 80s anyway. Mm. So um, that was what made it sort of enjoyable, I guess, in that sense. And um, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder, um, Winona Ryder was sort of playing a little bit against type in yes. the way she goes. Um, mm. And Christian Slater was quite new to the cinematic world at that point. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was like finance and stuff. I think that was after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so, was in like um, very early 90s. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it was quite defining for him. 
Yeah, and yeah. he's so fantastic in the movie. He's, yeah. he's <laughs> so yeah, he's engaging to yeah. watch. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have fond memories of seeing it when it came out and sort of um, it still carries in a lot of films that subversion of the popular crowd. and those But I, d- I don't think you mm. could get away with it now. Not at all. And I think... Not, not the... Yeah, and not, I don't know what the, the TV show is like that's yeah. airing at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah. Like in the... In the yeah, just, uh, it's just... it's Yeah, I just don't think you could do it now. No, I think maybe the closest comparison or actually rather the reimagining of Heather's would be Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan. Um, but a much mm. more safe early 2000s version of it where you have the plastics um, in place of the Heathers and rather mm. trying to break them up in a different way rather than rather inadvertently than making them more them. popular by <laughs> killing the, the head. They're sort of like a bit of a, um, oh, what's the name of the creature where you cut off one head and another one regrows? Hydra? Yes, they're a Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> You're the history professor. <laughs> <laughs> Not Greek history. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it, the way and um, the just the the yeah the oddness of killing these people and then sort of the suicide notes and yes, you couldn't even make that commentary on suicide anymore. Like it, no. you just be, can you imagine? Well, that's the thing. You sort of see how it is glamorized and mocked in that way in Heather's, and then I think it feels quite spectacularly if you have a look at a modern example, which is I think that Thirteen Reasons Why show, which glamorizes yeah. suicide, which a lot of people kicked off at. at and rightly so, whereas Heather's, I think, takes a more balanced approach and poking fun at it, being like, no, this is completely stupid. This is not how you do it. Mm. Oh, it, it, no, it, it's certainly making fun of the idea that you're going to glamorise suicide or mm. the only thing I can think of that, that, that handles it similarly is World's Best Dad. Have you seen that? No, I haven't no. seen that. So it's Robin Williams in one of the later films in his career and basically his son dies of autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm. <laughs> And he's like, well, can't have that getting out. So he writes this like, he's a failed writer. Uh, He writes this suicide note, which becomes amazingly popular. So then he writes Uh, this like series of letters that his son wrote to publish a book (laughs) under the guise of his suicide son. Mm. And it becomes very successful. (laughs) It's quite a good, uh, weird movie. That's the only thing I can think of that is sort of similar in tone. Mm. Yeah, but Heather's... Balances it because the mm. deaths are still shocking. Yeah. So like Incredible when actually sh- when they die, you oh, the, take the, them back. You're the, not the footballers in the woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of it. It's yeah. Sort of. Um, you you do see that he's Christian Slater's insane. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's more than a misanthrope. And, yeah. And it's <laughs> <laughs> Even the dynamic with his father is really weird. Like he's the parental figure and the dad is in fact the destructive son. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really weird scene that's for sure yeah yeah um just a handful of them and i think um what i like the most about the heathers is the way that it sort of talks about power mm. <laughs> and popularity and um like for example you have shannon doherty's character who plays like the little heather heather duke you know she rises up from you know being the meek one to the queen bee with jd's help obviously she emulates heather chandler because that's the way that you get to the top and you mm. become popular by being a mean bitch you know, you also have the football players um, retain their popularity by picking on the people that they think are weaker than them, despite the fact that they remind themselves, oh, by the way, we're seniors, we can't do that. Yeah. But they still do it anyway because it knows it has people paying attention to them. And, you know, even Veronica, she is fully aware of what she's done to become popular. She even admits that she hates her friends mm. 
And she still does it, knowing fully well that she is participating and being complicit in some really horrible shit. <laughs> that poor, murder. Just not not only murder, but also that note that they give to that yeah. girl in the cafeteria in the first mm. scene in the opening one because she knows how to replicate people's handwriting really yeah. well. You know, it's just it's just cruel. Uh, at least her character arc goes down the track where she has that realisation at the end. So it's sort of... Yeah, there's an element yeah. of redemption. Yeah, There's mm. a huge element of redemption, you know, by also stopping JD from blowing yeah, up yeah. the school. <laughs> cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how you also have the allegory of croquet and the colours signifying the order of things. So red always goes mm. first, yeah, you know, yeah. and that is the top heather. <laughs> can be it's a very interesting... Um, Ex- hugely exaggerated look at high school, but does it in a yes. way that sort of you don't need that breakfast club. Everyone's got a lesson to learn. Yeah. It's a secret within themselves. It's like this is a much more irreverent. <laughs> much more. <laughs> like yeah. the, there are lessons to be learned, but your high school's still shit and you're probably not going to be valued for anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think that's what it does at the end of the day. You know, um, Veronica's the one that takes the scrunchie at the end because mm. there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a much bleaker. <laughs> mm. But it's um, an ending that I really appreciate because... Yeah, it's a sort of the pointlessness of mm. worrying about that phase of your life. Yeah, absolutely. At, at the end, it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, and... In, in death, those people who are, you know, um, quote-unquote kill themselves, you know, they become more popular than ever, which the point yeah. was to actually degrade them and to, you know, humiliate them and to beat them down and put yeah. them in a place of inferiority and it just completely backfires. It's like, yeah, just the absurdity of it all. Mm. And that's, I think, what makes it, in my opinion, better than the sort of Hughesian high school thing. In a lot of ways it is, yeah. And I also feel that the way that... Or like, more to my taste. Yeah. I also feel the way that language is used in this movie makes it a bit more timeless too. It's not mm. something that's really stuck in the 80s as much. Well, it's not. That's why I said mm. it, it's really a precursor to the 90s feel of things. And mm. um, I don't I don't think it could exist without the Hughes films. Well, it's the no, counterpoint. Not at all. Yeah, so yeah, it is the counterpoint. Yeah, so it's sort of like a complementary one rather than an alternative one. Mm. It's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but I don't think they've done anything like it since. Like, There's a lot of 90s teen films which were definitely a little unusual, a little edgier than normal, but mm. not like that. No, <laughs> and I think what you find in a lot of 90s films, particularly towards the end of the 90s, they're just um, adaptations of Shakespeare as well, oh, yeah, true. That, yeah, which yeah, is an interesting yeah, way yeah. to sort of come full circle, almost yeah. back to that sort of Hughes type film mm, in a weird almost, way. Almost, yeah. almost like it's a nod to it. So it's sort well, of it's like a, a, yeah. a starting point for kind of counterculture too, like that kind of you get mm. you know, and then when you get older, it's like ah, Fight Club, mm. yes, like the sort oh, of well, more yeah, the darker irreverence, yeah, mm. and um, natural born killers, yeah, and yes. all, they the sort true of all romance fit into mm. that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it certainly one of the first ones. Yeah. It was very fun to revisit. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's a film that I sometimes um, go back to once every couple of years just to sort of like reinvigorate myself. Being like, <laughs> I just want to watch something that's really <laughs> cynical but yeah. funny and mean. Let's watch Heathers. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. Good choice. Mm. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica.
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Heathers, as well as a clip from RuPaul's Drag Race, and the song at the end was K Sara Sara from the Heathers soundtrack. If you're enjoying the podcast, please I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we're on Instagram, and we are also on YouTube. Yes, we're on YouTube. Me? No, not you. Yeah? Yeah, me. My Johatebe. Yeah. Said to me, hey, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Hey, Sarah, This was her wise reply. Yes, I-